Gonna take a little time. Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. And the O-line to get him over. Wisconsin football analyst. I want to know who love is. Musical genius. I want you to show me. Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers. Chalmers Jewelers, with locations in Middleton and downtown Madison. Mark Tauscher on Rutledge and Hamilton is presented by Chalmers Jewelers. Get some great custom jewelry in your life, or you can treat yourself with an awesome watch. You can do what Matt Hamilton did, and get yourself uh, your jewelry fixed. Do what uh, Tauscher's done, and, and give out some great gifts. Mark, thanks for hopping on, and we are uh, talking about what Chewy said yesterday as far as benching Jordan Love uh, if he plays poorly for the next few games. And I have a conspiracy theory that I wanted your thoughts on that I think the Packers reached and took Sean Clifford and immediately made him the backup quarterback because it does not make any sense to play a guy like Sean Clifford at quarterback to replace Jordan Love because Clifford is at best, like a career backup. There's not like a, a future plan there or a guaranteed winner there, so you're just going to ride it out with love because Clifford's too bad to play. What do you think about conspiracy theory? Um, I don't know if I'd agree with that, Jim Rutledge, but if you if you want to look at uh, you know, Chewy's question, if you're going to bench him, uh, unless he's injured, he's playing. Uh, th- this is a year to learn as much information as you can on Jordan, and there's been nothing. Yeah, he's struggled. He's played poorly and um, I don't know, three quarters of the last four weeks. He, he has not played well. I don't think anybody could argue that. But he's still showing things that you, you like. Uh, so he's not going to get benched. Uh, as far as Sean Clifford being the backup, I think Green Bay has said, uh, you know, decided to not bring, bring a veteran in. You are making that decision that we're riding with Jordan. We're not going to waver. Um, you that was the part I was curious what Green Bay was going to do. And when they decided to go with Sean, I think that just reiterated, this is your job, Jordan Love. Um, so if he struggles uh, and he's really you know, not playing any better than what he is right now, I think he's still going to play the rest of this season. Now, if he gets worse, uh, then you can start looking at, well, do we want to see what Sean Clifford has? I don't envision that happening. I think this this 17 games, as long as Jordan Love's healthy, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Tausch, I mean, like, think about the next six games. I wouldn't call it an easy schedule. There's a couple home games sprinkled in there, but if they go 1-5 and five in that span, and all of a sudden they're going to be 3-9 and nine after that Chief game on Sunday Night Football, don't you think the coaching staff's going to be have some pressure to change it up, or is it just going to be like a rollover, show your stomach, and wait till next year? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about all that. I, I, I just I don't think this again. This is a season when it's all about Jordan. It's about the team. It's but where are we at with Jordan Love? So if you lose a bunch of games, I don't necessarily think that's going to have this coaching staff wavering. Now, if he is playing just god awful and he's giving his team no chance to win, then I still just don't think it's going to be Sean Clifford time. I this is Jordan's year, and they're going to try to get 17 weeks worth of film and analyze it and see, is this somebody that we want to go ahead and, you know, give the franchise kind of hand the keys over for the rest, you know, for the next five or six years, or is it going to be a case where we don't know what we have and then Sean Clifford has every chance to beat him out next year, the draft pick. Uh, That's where I just, I don't envision any of those. It doesn't matter how bad it gets from the standpoint of record-wise. I think it's strictly going to be if Jordan is showing that he can play and 
you listen to Matt LaFleur talk after the game, there's still a lot of things that they really like about what Jordan's doing. Everybody around him has to get better, too. But no, I, I don't think it matters if they, if they lose every game. I think Jordan Love is still going to be your starting quarterback unless there's an injury. Regardless, if they end up finishing 2-15, and 15, I think it'll be Jordan Love that starts that 17th week regardless of uh, all of the other things. Uh, talking with Mark Tauscher, uh Packer Hall of Famer uh, on the Badger broadcast as well. And we'll get to that Ohio State game, which uh, could be interesting. But with uh, the Packers and with Jordan Love, I mean, it's obviously a big tell if Matt LaFleur starts saying bad things about Jordan Love in the press conference. So I don't know how much of like, of course, he's going to say good things. But let's say that Jordan Love does quarterback a two-win team. Do you think the Packers hedge a little bit? Because if this team wins two to five games the floor seat is very hot. Goody's is getting warm. The Mark Murphy situation makes it a little bit safer for Goody. But at some point next, if if Jordan Love plays like this the rest of the way, they have to hedge their bet with a veteran or a rookie or both, right? Um, I would think if let's say the season continues on this trajectory and they end up being a five or six win team, and there's a quarterback that they really love uh, in the draft next year, they're going to go get him. Uh, this is not they did not uh, hand Jordan Love a contract for five or six years and give him a bunch of money and declare him the next guy yet. They are giving him every opportunity to grab that. Uh, So, no, there's no doubt hedging, however you want to call it. I don't think they would go to the point where they would go and say, let's bring in a Kirk Cousins, or there's going to be a lot of veteran quarterbacks that are going to be available. Uh, if, If Jordan Love and this offense don't improve, and this is what we see for the next, you know, 11 games, then I think there's no doubt you're going you're gonna to see more quarterbacks in that room. And could it be a veteran if there's a young guy that they really like? Absolutely. I think with some of the draft capital that they got with the second-round pick from the Jets, if there's somebody they love, they'll, I would, would be shocked if they didn't go and try to pursue to bring him in if, George, if they don't think that Jordan Love is the guy. I mean, I mean I'm going through the schedule, Tosh. I want to see these six games with you. I do not. You got the Vikings, you got the Rams, you got the Steelers, Chargers, Lions, pa- Chiefs in the next six games. That could very well be one and five. Then if all of a sudden you're at the end of the year, you got the, the Giants, Buccaneers, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. It ease up a little bit. But mm-hmm. we're in a position, we, excuse me, the Packers are in a position, not a we, but the Packers are in a position where they things can fall off steam and fall off a cliff pretty fast if they're losing games to the Raiders, who just got absolutely destroyed by the Bears, and, and you're losing to the Broncos, who lost by 70 points to, to the Dolphins. So uh, I think that chairs are a little hotter than what people think. I think that comes from the quarterback position as well. I, I think there's uh, the coordinators and the coaches obviously have targets pointed at their back. All If this team's 3-9, and 3-10, and 10, there's going to be a lot a lot of soul-searching and a lot of questions coming from the outside and internally as well. No doubt. I, I won't argue with that part of it, but uh, there's also, and we saw this last year when the Packers went on their bad losing streak, uh, they picked it up and it saved Joe Barry's job. So you, you mentioned that brutal part of the schedule. We knew that was going to be the case. That's why I was so disheartened with the way we played against the Raiders and Broncos, who are both bad teams, but we have to acknowledge we're very young and we're not a very good team. So all of these other things, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh a world, you know, are they world beaters? I would say offensively, the defense is going to have to win us a few games. And right now, I think the last two weeks, they played well enough to win, but they didn't make any impact plays to help us win. 
So we all thought coming into this year that the defense and the run game were going to be what helped you kind of stay afloat, let the offense, let the skill guys develop. That that has not happened. And you're still in a position, you're two and four. I am not writing this weekend's game off. I think Minnesota is a very average football team. I thought they played the game of their they, they played the game of their season last week, and I think they're going to be a little bit of a, in a letdown position. I think Green Bay has a very good chance, and so does Las Vegas, by the way, of beating the Minnesota Vikings. And all of a sudden, you do that with a young team, you know, the three and ten, and all the stuff that you just talked about. I don't think that's going to be the case. If you find a way to win one, all of a sudden that confidence grows in a locker room, and that gives you a chance to you know hover around that midway point. If you can hover and be at five wins, and maybe even if you're five and eight, that schedule softens, as you just mentioned, very nicely at the end. That's, I think, the plan going into the year was you're going to struggle a little bit. I don't think you thought about losing to Denver or the Raiders, but some of these games that you have coming up are going to be tough sledding. But if you're improving and getting better and finishing the season off strong, you can position yourself in what is a, a weaker NFC, especially when you start talking about that five, six, and seven seed. Mark, uh, where are the be- where are the Packers better uh, now, where they than they were at the start of the season? I'm asking that honestly. I, I you watch the team, you're obviously very involved in it. I see the team. I, I I think defensively, I think overall, maybe not from week one to now they're better, but they're playing a pretty poor de- offense on week one. But like, mm-hmm. where I think the defense is slightly better. But let's let's look on offense. Where are they better offensively than they were week one? They're not. And that's what's been so frustrating to me, and that's the conversations that I'm having, you know, on Wilde and Towson Jason. Is uh, that's the part that's demoralizing, and that's uh, because I don't. Again, two and four, yeah, we. I, don't, I feel like the record should be better. And in fairness, we've been in close games and mm-hmm. had the ball in our hands to win three of those games that we did not win. But uh, the part that str- that I'm struggling with is, yeah, the offensive line has not been as good as we hoped. The run game has been poor. And those are the things that we kind of thought on the offensive side of the ball, what we're going to hang our hat on. So the offense, I don't know. I can't sit here in good faith and tell you we've been better at anything than I thought we would be on offense. I thought we'd be much better running the football and play action pass. We have not. So that's the disheartening part. I think defensively we've been much better. Uh, And granted, we're not playing world beaters uh, on that side of the ball from an offense. We're going to be tested a lot more this week. It'll be a much better test. But I think defensively, the group has gotten better. You're seeing better communication. You're not seeing as many dumb mistakes that maybe we saw earlier in the season, specifically against Atlanta and Detroit. Uh, Tao, shifting to the collegiate level, I mean, I haven't gotten your thoughts about it. I know what I think. But uh, at this point in the season, really how much in play are the Badgers uh, to kind of contend in the West and kind of get that bid to Indianapolis? Well, I think obviously last weekend being able to you know rise up and beat Illinois when it did not look good and then Iowa gets beat, I, I think this weekend obviously is going to be a huge part of that. But we just like Luke Fickle said in the beginning of his season, I just want to get better. And the schedule, the Big Ten West is not very good. Wisconsin is right there. I think they have every opportunity. And if they win out, they will be going to Indianapolis. Uh, do I think that's going to be the case? I think there's going to be some tough tests, and obviously this weekend is the toughest of all of those. But I don't think Iowa is going to just roll through and win the rest of their games. Yeah, you need Iowa to win out. Beat. Yeah, that's right. They got beat by Minnesota at home. So the Nebraska game, I think, is going to loom incredibly large. I like Nebraska. I think Nebraska is the, uh, one of the teams that's on the uh, on the up and coming, and I think Iowa will lose another game. So when you start looking at it, 
we're in a great position, but I think we still have to continue to worry about the big thing, which is, are we getting better? Are our young players developing? Because for as much as I'd love to go down to Indy and, and have a shot at playing Michigan or Penn State, uh, I really am going to be curious to see how we match up against the big boys from the East, which we're going to find out on Saturday night. Mark, as always, we appreciate you taking the time. You bet. See you guys. That is Mark Tauscher talking uh, Badgers and talking Packers. And he is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers right now. Uh, what do I need? Two callers? Primetime? Two callers from minute What number am I doing here? Six and seven? Uh, six and seven, sure. All Perfect. right. Caller number six and caller number seven, 844-770-3776. Caller number six and caller number seven. You're entered into Minute to Win It, where Kyle and I are going to compete in a uh, basically top ten list. And if, you ent- if you're picked, to be an entry, you get $25 gift card to North South Stephen Smokehouse. And if you pick the winner, whether me or Colin, that will turn into a $50 gift card. So call number six, call number seven, 844-770-3776. Call number six, call number seven. You're both going to be entered to win a $50 gift card from minute or from North and South in Minute to Win It. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.